Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. So JJ, this week I had lunch with a friend and peer that I haven't mm-hmm. seen for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And this person had reached out to me um, asking to get together. And I had just been hearing a lot of stories about this person uh, in the last several weeks mm-hmm. that were leading me to believe that this person was in a not a very good spot. That and is unfortunate. I know. And, and what's funny is, is that I know her really well. And the stories that I heard, you know how you never want to believe a story, but the stories that I heard, I just had an intuition were true. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she just wasn't in a good spot. And when she's not in a good spot, she is not her best self. And when she's not her best self, she acts out sort of in a way that's Mm. not really very authentic. And really, frankly, I can't stand that. I can't stand Mm -hmm. it. I can't stand that um, misalignment to the point where I said yes, but I was dreading it so much. From the moment I said yes, I was dreading it. Yeah, you were dreading it for like the whole week or more. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You even called me like hours before that. Oh, I did. Like, I'm so dreading going. <laughs> yeah, help me. Help me figure out how to get through this. Like, help me. <laughs> you were very pragmatic too, by the way, I might add, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> but well, it's I, interesting to think about, like talk yeah. about dread, right? Like yeah. all the time we are in situations where like, we don't want, like, we don't want to go do a thing. We don't want to yeah. go meet a person and we sit and think about it for days or weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And you know what? Um, as per the self-awareness journey, dread, I didn't actually realize is one of my triggers, mm. but dread is huge for me. Mm-hmm. When I think about dread, like, and specifically self-awareness and like where, like where I feel dreaded, yeah. like in my body, like it, yeah. that, that's a very physical response oh, totally. for me too. I where think it's probably, it? that's probably, um, well, it's pretty deep. It's almost like in my intestines. Oh, it's <laughs> you know? in your stomach though, in your yeah. lower stomach. Oh, yeah. interesting. Hmm. And it's just like, it feels like, you know, like there's a wall and I just can't get through yeah. it. Right. Oh. Like there's a resistance pushing on me all the time. I, it's funny because as much as you and I talk about being self-aware and like understanding feelings and stuff like that. I honestly don't know how I missed this for so long, Mm. this feeling of dread. I Mm -hmm. hate it. I hate the feeling of dread. It makes me anxious. It leads to all sorts of other storytelling. And for me, when I feel dread, it's right in the very solar plexus. And it feels like a huge magnet, like Mm. a rock. And it, and then it just weights my shoulders down. Like everything is right in that center place. And, and oh my gosh, was it ever pervasive going into that? So that like, like constant physical feeling Mm -hmm. 
makes your brain go crazy. Totally. <laughs> yes. Right? Like yes. all you do is think about it constantly, right? Yeah. And then, like you said, that turns into manufacturing tons of stories yeah. about yes. like what could be. Yes. Right. And you start just thinking like, oh, oh well, totally. this could happen, that could happen. And yeah. you start manufacturing scenarios that that aren't true. Yes. And manufacturing emotions that aren't true mm -hmm. and feelings because now if I just like trace this a little bit down further, the dread was because first of all, I just dreaded having any kind of conversation that wasn't going to be authentic. I can't, I can't stand doing that anymore. Being with somebody that's not willing to be authentic. So mm -hmm. I was dreading like, Oh, I just, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. What if it starts a conflict? What if, what if, what if, what if? So I went into this whole fear mode mm -hmm. of all of these things that could happen that, yeah. and the fear and, and anxiety um, were almost as great as the baseline feeling of dread. Mm. So that's interesting. Like it elicited all sorts of other things. So why... Like, why do we dread things? Like, what is that? Like, what's yeah. the reason for that feeling? I, I like for me in this particular situation, I'd be really interested to hear what you think too. I'll just go first. So I think like for me, this situation and this scenario, I think I was dreading it because I was fearful of not knowing how to really handle the situation mm -hmm. or fe so fearing I wasn't going to be good enough or mm. I wasn't enough for the conversation. And what I so wanted, so that was the other thing is like, I really wanted to steer it. Mm. I wanted to steer the conversation in a particular direction, but is that really fair? You know, like, mm -hmm. is that right either? And so then again, it was just, it just brought up all this insecurity. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> That's that's it. Was like you you kind of like had come up with like a particular agenda that yep. you wanted to kind of cover, yes. and you were kind of worried that mm -hmm. like covering it was gonna maybe hurt feelings, offend offend, or go sideways, or yeah. not go the way you wanted. Yeah, yeah. But there again, there's like an expectation you're setting. <laughs> exactly right. Right. We know how well that goes whenever no, we set high well. expectations. Set any <laughs> expectation, it never goes well. Why do you think people dread things? Well, I can tell you why I dread things. Like my biggest, like the thing I dread the most is around, uh, like conf, like probably conflict. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't even say conflict. It's just like, like I get most anxious around like dealing with hard subjects mm. like directly with people right mm -hmm. yeah so, so even kinda, confrontation maybe not like confrontation conflict. is probably like a better that's like the thing i dread the most um and i don't know why it's it's somewhere it's something because like again i like i don't want to hurt somebody i don't want to like say the wrong thing and have it be taken mm. the wrong way, right? Mm. Like I'm mm -hmm. worried that like what my intentions are and and um what that confrontation might result in would be different. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um 
but like over the years i've i've learned that like that dread is false like every yeah. single time oh yeah it's not but we still do it we still do it <laughs> yeah that's the thing right isn't that funny it's like we know it's false we have so much evidence to prove that that dread is mm -hmm. is very very seldomly um validated yeah so yeah i always like i often like to go back to this like what what what's the monkey brain purpose for these feelings <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah let's go in the woods again <laughs> but really like i'm not exactly sure what it is it's like yeah. like what's the survival instinct for this particular yeah. emotion it's like like i don't know like okay in the morning we need to wake up early and like um get all our stuff and uh, hike the Oregon Trail to California or something. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, we have yeah. to move camp. We need to move the yeah. tribe. Like, um, we're worried about yeah. something. Or, or maybe it's what you said. It's it's more about, like, um, doing things that make us not feel like we're good enough or we're contributing enough or, or like, we've Insecure. offended people and now we're getting, yeah, it's a security thing. Hmm. That's interesting because you know what? We do have lots of, like I have, as a matter of fact, my old roommate and I used to make jokes and we would say things like um, whenever something was coming up that we didn't want. Mm -hmm. So we never used the word dread and we weren't even realizing we were having a really <laughs> funny conversation, but we would be like, oh, that's okay. We can eat when we get there. We can sleep mm -hmm. in the car. We'll pay yeah. it on the 15th. And we started listing all of these standard comments that we made in our early 20s mm -hmm. as a um, self-soothing technique mm. about something we were dreading yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah when we, when we go on like family vacations i i always say like you know like there's stores wherever we're going <laughs> like you know like we don't have to think of every possible thing we could possibly need like there's stores all over the whole country the whole world in fact I'm happy to sell you stuff if you forget. <laughs> Stop being so pragmatic. That's not fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's even riot. like if if we like look into that a little bit, it is like um like the the feeling of dread yeah. sometimes is 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 maybe more it's like an, there's anxiety about something, right? Yeah. Totally. And then what you really are trying to stop is like, no, I don't want to be in this anxious state. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels wonky. You don't feel in your yeah. center. No yeah. one likes to feel anxious. Like you said something about like, okay, in the morning we're going to move camp. Right. Yeah. Which made me re remember another really serious dread that I have. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge morning person, as you know. I like this. I like this is like this is like <laughs> oh, no, get, I'm giving <laughs> get more more of your fears out. <laughs> I hate getting up really early for a flight. Mm. I hate it. And I dread it even though I'm a morning person. Yeah. I dread the feeling of the alarm going off when it's pitch dark and as a result, I don't sleep well the night before. Right. As I was going to say, like what happens then is then you just have a terrible night's sleep and <laughs> you start your vacation off yeah. in a terrible way. Yeah. Because I actually yeah. sit and dread it and dread it and dread it. I get that stomach ache. Yeah. It's like, oh. And it's so minute. It's such a minute thing that you wouldn't think that it could cause a ruckus, but it can cause a huge ruckus. Oh, I know. <laughs> in fact, for, for Amber and I, 
like <laughs> I've learned to schedule flights later. Uh-huh. Like I that's really love I get I really love getting up early, getting to the airport. Like that night before, I'm like, that's exciting to me. I fall yeah. right asleep. I'm like, yeah. what? you know, like yeah. Um, but for her, it results in like right, like <laughs> a hor- horrible night's sleep and a bad start to the whole thing. So yeah, I've actually started we can't to do leave that till too. Noon. That's what I do with vacations now too, and I I um, put down the expectation that I'm missing half of my day on the first day, even though it's a travel day. Um, I put that expectation down because I think that it's easier to wake up at yeah. a quote reasonable time when you're traveling with a herd, and <laughs> you know, like if you're just traveling by yourself, it's different because all you have to worry about is you. But yeah, yeah, so that would be another time where I really dread something. It's funny though, because that dread is what, what, like the proactive state of dread, like this is an interesting thing to think about. The proactive state of dread makes you, makes me, I won't say you, I'll say me. The proactive state of dread makes me start trying to control the outcomes Mm -hmm. early. Yep. And by doing that, I'm already pushing a certain energy into that experience, Mm -hmm. which isn't helpful at all. That's a really great way to like conceptualize dread is that, is that you're trying to assert control and you don't have control, right? Exactly. Because it's something that hasn't happened yet. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good insight. And you push that energy into it. And it can actually derail a beautiful experience that's about to unfold. Right. So how was your lunch? It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So all of that dread and fear. And it was, it was, it was everything. Too, yeah. Completely wasted. It was hmm. two hours of really insightful, authentic deep conversation. Well, that's awesome. And at the end, we agreed that we would do it again and not wait so long. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just So you it's like I'm laughing you, at myself now. Yeah, like, like you wrapped yourself around the axle for like <laughs> so a week, many times. right? And <laughs> yes. Just, yes. just knotted yourself up and then Yeah. Then you went to lunch and Yeah. It was great. It's funny though because some of these dreads are based on things that have happened to us in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, like the things that we dread are um, maybe really deep-seated fears. You know, like, mm-hmm. like for example, your boss. Like, like the dentist. Oh, I, no, hate I, the <laughs> I was just thinking, what other? What's like the most common thing people dread? Oh yeah, going to the dentist. That's oh my like, gosh, that's I it. hate going to the dentist. <laughs> Do you like going to the dentist? Well, you know what? That's funny because like, I I do. Like, I totally don't mind going to the dentist. Oh. But like, Whatever. there's like this society thing where which says like I should dread going to the dentist. So for a while, I just was like, oh yeah, no, I don't like the dentist either, just to fit in. <laughs> just to fit in. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I think like when you don't really have like yeah, uh, you know, like problems with your teeth, then going to the dentist is actually yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My experience is like uh, maybe not everyone's experience. <laughs> <laughs> which you finish a lot of our conversations with. My experience might not be the same as others. But even though you, so you start talking about like one of the things you dread, which is like challenging conversations, right? Yes. Or conversations yep. in which they may be challenging. 
Yeah. And you know, what's funny is my husband has said that many times too, where, um, especially like with he and I, like if he wants to say something, he will not say it in the chance that there will, that an argument would ensue or Mm -hmm. that maybe not even as much of an argument, but just a debate or something of less than accord. Right. Yeah. And he will put it off and put it off and put it off. But what actually happens for him is he starts to get kind of annoyed and angry about it. Mm. Um, But it's only because I have no idea because he hasn't said anything, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and I have a lot of male energy in that way where it's like, what? Are you mad about something? What? Like, (laughs) but he'll say, I just didn't say anything. And I don't know why I didn't because I always feel so much better when I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of us that are that way. It's like we don't say something because we think uh, we dread what that would look like. But afterwards, it's like, oh, I, I don't know why I didn't say something sooner. I feel so much better. And is isn't even about the other person. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the other person. It's all what we're putting on ourselves, the stories we're telling ourselves and how we're making ourselves feel. Yeah. And I'll say, like, from my experience, every time I do have a challenging conversation yeah. head on, um, it's better for both both people, like mm-hmm. every time. Like, yeah, I know. There's I know, it's the, so true. the collateral damage you cause by like not confronting things is yeah. way worse than the actual yeah the actual thing you're worried about. I think it's interesting because a lot of our pods we talk about the resulting or ensuing feeling or emotion about something. Yeah. Um, but we've never talked about dread. And the, yeah, it is funny, isn't it? Yeah, because that is such a major one, and it affects us in, in so many relationships. And and the funny thing about dread is it affects us not even in our interaction with others. It affects us so much just with ourselves. Like you, yeah. Like if you dread, for example, if you don't like doing laundry, you dread doing laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, take my daughter for example. She's quite piles good now, of but clothes all over on the used floor. Used to be, and now. <laughs> You know, now it's like now she gets out ahead of it, but it's like the dread of not wanting to do a certain task and then watching what that looks like to have that task not done around you causes another completely different emotion, right? You start getting mad at yourself. You start judging yourself. You feel bad. It's that buildup and it just becomes like super overwhelming to the point where, yeah, like to the point where like from maybe like your perspective is just be like, seriously, all you need to do is like scoop this pile of laundry up and put it right in the washer. It's like the easiest thing. But yeah, for the for that other person, it's like built up all of that emotion. Yeah, that is a gigantic mountain of stuff to move. Yeah, like, yeah. And you have to like, help wreck you know, we, we could talk about like, helping people who we can tell are in this dread mode, yeah. right? In this overwhelmed mode, how can we help them Yeah, when we recognize it, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, saying things like, oh, it's just no big deal. Just go, go do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Generally not helpful. No. In my experience. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? You don't like when somebody tells you to just go do it? I was more saying I will say that to other people and it's not well received. Oh, How about I that? See. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I do think it's really an interesting topic, though, because dread is a very strong emotion that occurs when it isn't even just 
emotional response or reaction that we're that we're avoiding. Mm-hmm. It isn't even just not just, but it isn't even about the interaction with other people. It is all the interaction with self. Yeah. It's all yourself. Yeah. It's a very internal thing. Yeah. And the story you tell yourself and the story you tell yourself and the story you tell yourself. So what I really learned and, um, and I've had lots of conversations with my coach about this too, is, um, especially when you're like a big picture thinker or like a, uh, uh, low patience person where you're constantly mm-hmm. in motion fast, um, which is, you know, kind of my natural setting. There's a lot of things that I will know is coming up and I will instantly get some sort of thought or expectation about what it will be. And then I will start to dread it. Mm. And so then the emotion that I have carrying along with that particular, whatever it is, is this feeling of constriction because I think dread Mm -hmm. is constriction. And, um, and in the creation mode going forward in situations that have not even yet been created, constriction creates anxiety, stress, and heaviness. It's mm. not an energy that's helpful for creation at all. Yep. So I think like that's the one of the big takeaways that I've had from that experience in the last few days. So we talked about like how the the result like after yeah, we'll dread something for a long time. Yeah. We go do the thing. After it usually works out like just fine. Right? Yeah. Like almost every almost every time I'm actually trying to think of a time where I dreaded a thing and that fear came true. Mm-hmm. It almost never comes true as, yeah. as far as I can remember. I should probably start a spreadsheet on this. <laughs> you maybe ana- already have one. Get some somewhere. analytics going. <laughs> there's probably actually, there's probably a, a study around this. Yeah. I don't know what it'd be titled. Does run. dread it turn be, into reality be, or something? It would be titled right? Run. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, you even said it like at, you had a wonderful lunch. You're relieved yeah. after like you kind of like rekindled yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Like all super positive things. Yeah. But after. Yeah. yeah. So people can probably reflect on things that they've dread in the past. Mm-hmm. days weeks months year yeah um and just think about what what happened what actually happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah as a way then, of informing you about like trying to get out and ahead of it next time yeah so like hey like the next time i get this feeling just remember what happened the last time yeah. right and that body um, indicator is huge because like for me i didn't actually even use the word dread i don't think until like a few hours before going, but I was thinking it for a yeah. really long time. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, you identify- were using words like I'm not looking forward to. Yes. I'm yes. worried about. Yes. Like, I don't know how to, yes. You know, yeah. handle the situation. Yeah. 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 Especially when it's somebody that you care about and that you've, you know, that you've been in partnership in some way, shape or form for years and years, and years, the, when the stakes yeah. are even greater, it becomes even more yeah. challenging to have clarity about what it is you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. I, that's a key, I think that's a key part of this too. Like um, when we interact with people that we don't care about, right? That we mm-hmm. don't have, like we, yeah. I, the, the, there's usually not as much dread, right? Right, right. Um, but when it's an interaction with someone we truly care about, yeah. that amps the emotion up even more. 
Right. Like, well, like take social media, for example, we can mm-hmm. say, do, or be anything we want behind mm-hmm. the lens of social media because we don't really know who our audience is and we don't really care about any of the ramifications of it because yeah. we don't have that level of connection. But yes, but then if it's your someone in your home or a friend or somebody that you've worked with for a number of years, it's very different. So now that we've uncovered this wonderful new trigger for you in this podcast episode <laughs> right exactly what, That's so what are you true, gonna though. do like next time you next time you get this this feeling yeah which yeah. will happen again because it's we get yeah. to practice self-awareness all the time mm-hmm. um what's what like, the what's one small thing you're going to do yeah or remember yeah the next time this feeling of dread comes up for you well it's interesting that you asked me that because i already asked myself this yesterday <laughs> on my way back from the restaurant because it was such a feeling of relief. Mm-hmm. The feeling that replaced dread was this flood of relief and deep contentment and mm. joy and happiness and connectedness. It was like, I can't even explain how different it was. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I have control over this that I, in a way that I never even realized. And we, I've talked about it in a theoretical way and talking about stuff is never, ever the same as practicing. But, mm-hmm. but I really realized that in that moment, that when that feeling, that heavy, like metal disc inside of my solar plexus, mm-hmm. when that started to fire off, that I have an opportunity to say, what energy do I want to associate this with right now? You know, because it's really as simple as that. If I am helping in the co-creation of this experience, what can I bring? What can I do or be or bring to this that that will afford me to not feel dread, but to at the very best I have is neutrality. Mm. In that moment, I knew I wasn't going to be like, woohoo, but I could certainly go for neutrality and I would feel good with neutrality because it affords things movement. Mm hmm. Yep, that's wonderful. So it was it was a really good learning experience. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. Third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.